The Power Trip is a proud member of the Kaiju Ramen Podcast Network. You can find more, more phenomenal Kaiju and Tokusatsu content at kaijuramenmedia.com. What's up, everyone? It is JDF the Green Ranger, and you are listening to The Power Trip. It's morphin' time. Lisa! Hello, listeners with Attitude. I am your host, Michael, and with me is my more phenomenal co-host that has been with me this entire journey so far, Mr. Nate Marchand. How are you doing good, sir? Uh, I'm a little bit tired. Even my energy is not inexhaustible. <laughs> We've uh, I've been doing a lot of podcasting today. I was on One Cross Radio with our friend Chris Cook talking about Unmade Gamera. We spent... <laughs> Ooh, a long time. long time talking about Time Force. A long, long time. I'm not going to tell the listeners with attitude how long we spent talking about Time Force because a lot of that can be cut out and cut down. But there was, we, we, I feel like we examined Time Force from top to bottom as deeply as we could possibly go yeah, within a, I, we within a one do, episode podcast. Yeah, we could do multiple episodes on time. I think we could do multiple episodes on in space too. There's several mm-hmm. of these. We could do a lot of episodes on if we yeah. wanted to, and maybe we will someday. Maybe we'll, you know, do some, maybe we could do some follow-ups someday. I don't yeah. know. I'm making no promises. I'd like to do a, uh, maybe do, go back, do a redux and kind of focus squarely on, one specific part of of any of these seasons and maybe just kind of examine it like maybe examine the villains from in space or just strictly our our human characters our rangers from time force or something like that so yeah yeah there's a lot to there's a lot we could could have talked about but we didn't because we wanted to be as comprehensive as possible you know but our trademark is the thematic discussion so mm-hmm. which i i think you know, going back and, and remembering some of the stuff we talked about in that episode, I I sincerely hope our listeners are going to enjoy and get a and get a uh, really and feel like they're leaving that episode with a knowing a little bit and you know having their thoughts provoked a little bit from mm-hmm. from listening to us talk about time force. But yeah, for sure. Um, now we're going to steal something else from another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so with apologies to our friends <laughs> over at the monsters versus men podcast we're going to do a ranking episode because they would do that whenever they finish a series of films they then the two hosts it's uh it's alex and eric they sit down and they rank all the movies and then argue with each other about their placements and you know and then kind of come up with a definitive list where they kind of combine their lists and their placements and we're not going to combine placements necessarily but we're going to look at the now that we have finished the original saban era we're going to discuss the each of the series and movies so we we laid some groundwork so we said we're going to mighty morphin we're going to treat mighty morphin all, all three seasons as one thing the movies are going to be separate and alien Rangers is going to be its own thing. Yeah. And I, 
admittedly did this totally wrong before. Uh, yes, you did. I did. I did this totally wrong. So I might sh- go ahead and share at the end of this, yeah. what my ranking would yeah. have been if we were only doing the seasons, not yeah. the movies included. So, yeah. So I can tell you right now, I think the two of us have a pretty good idea what's going to be at the bottom and top of our list because we have 10 items. Mm-hmm. We've, well, by doing it the way we do, we have 10 items. I think we're pretty we're pretty sure about what's going to be at the top and bottom of our list. The middle is going to be a little bit debatable. And I will admit my bottom four and my top three are could be pretty set in stone but my middle three uh i may have to talk it over the the middle three is a little squishy mm-hmm. so the, the those might change How, what is your list looking like right now uh you know so i set a personal rule for myself i was going to rank these by objective quality because tanking, taking my, and I have been extremely open about this throughout this journey that I'm very nostalgic for this franchise, especially this first Saban era of Power Rangers. So I'm going to be taking my nostalgia out of this equation yeah. and only talking about these objectively. Or um, as objectively as, 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 obje- do. as objectively yeah. as I can be, because there yeah. will be a little bit of nostalgia involved yeah. in some of these choices. And then some of them I'm hoping, because we've not shared our list with each other. Uh, I'm hoping that, that, that we're going to surprise each other by the way this is going to shake out. Yeah, I think so. Like I said, my middle three are a little squishy. Yeah, they could they could be shuffled. I was I was very unsure about the middle three. I'm like, ah, I might shuffle them around. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens with this discussion. So it may change on the fly. Let's uh, we'll see what happens. So starting at number ten, the bottom of the list, worst of the Saban era. What do you got for my number ten? I have Mighty Morphin Alien Rangers. Really. I have really, I have mighty Morphin yourself. <laughs> I have mighty Morphin alien Rangers, although mighty Morphin alien Rangers is pretty good, is pretty good. I feel like that we could have done away with it and everything would have been exactly the same. It does feel a little disposable, doesn't it? It feels a little, it's the most, I feel like a mighty Morphin alien Rangers is the most, dispo- I feel like it is the most disposable it's- thing. I feel like it is kind of weird. It just seems so strange that for one thing, Mighty Morphin, the iconic Mighty Morphin ends on such a weird note, Mm -hmm. the Mighty Morphin proper. And then they do a 10 episode mini series to bridge the, to bridge it. And I know we treated alien Rangers as basically season three, but Netflix doesn't do that. No, Netflix considers alien Rangers to be separate and when the power purge happened, they got rid of it, and which makes the if you're just binging through Mighty Morphin, it makes it end on a really weird and sour note. I yeah. have to say, yeah, that's the weirdest thing about uh, about Mighty Morphin is that it, for as iconic as it is, it goes out on kind of the weirdest of whimpers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's so strange. I don't know if they realized just what they had on their hands, or maybe they were just thinking more in the serialization, but yeah. Uh, So yeah, I get what you're saying. I'll talk a little bit more when we get to Alien Rangers on my list, but no surprise to Uh, no, (laughs) to the surprise of no one, bottom of the list for me, the Turbo movie. God. 
<laughs> I'm not going to rehash it all. I'm not going to give you another rant, even though, according to the analytics, apparently my rant is very entertaining. <laughs> but God, the, the, the Turbo movie does almost everything wrong. <laughs> It just does almost everything wrong. That is, that is the summary of it. There's you know, like, it's like the theme song, the practical effects, and a couple of the actors, and that is the only bright spots in that movie. You know, <laughs> as as weird and as bad as Turbo is, it's actually one of our most popular episodes. I know. I, I, I'm telling you, it's the power of my rant. It is my right. spiritual gift. Maybe, maybe. Uh, so. Moving number on nine. to number nine. Yeah, number nine. What is so number nine for you? Number nine is going to be Turbo the Show. Turbo really? the Season. Number nine is Turbo the, the I'm tur- slightly surprised by that, to be honest. Why? Why are you surprised? I told you I was going to be objective. I, I under... Well, because I think... I'm kind of telegraphing here a little bit, but I think the show is a little better than the movie. So... <laughs> <laughs> well but explain explain <laughs> it's a slog to get through like it, it is yeah. it is just a slog to get through i'm i'm thinking yeah, of, okay. even with bubatox even yeah even with uh uh even with hillary uh, the bubatoxes yeah even with just turbo the show is 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 fun in parts but its high points are really few and far between, which makes it a real slog to get through. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the high points is the finale, right? One of the high points is, is the finale, the chase into space. Um, I think that I honestly think that the, that the series starts on a, on a stronger note, uh, because it does pick up where the movie leaves off. And that is, I I think that helps it a little bit in continuity and there are bright spots within it. Uh, namely like the last third of the, of the season, but that's not enough for me uh, to Phantom Ranger, Blue Centurion. Yeah. Blue Centurion, you know, the, the foreshadowing, the foreshadowing, the Alliance of evil and stuff yeah. like that. Um, I, you know it, but it's still not enough for me to rank it super high on my list. If yeah. I'm being objective. Yeah. yeah. Well, funny enough. My number nine is also Turbo the show, but I think, but I think the show is better than the movie, mostly because okay. the back half of the show gets better. And as much as I don't like Diva Talks, Miss Shepard plays the character better. Yes. Than the than the actress that they used for the first half or so of the show because they couldn't get her back after the movie because she had to go have a baby. She mm-hmm. was on maternity leave. Right. Good on her. So, you know, I, I will give it that. Plus, the second half of the show does introduce us to the team of Rangers who then went on to be in one of my favorite seasons. And they got they're introduced here, but they got better in in space, mm-hmm. telegraphing a little bit as well. So, you know, so I can't fault it there. And like I said, the finale is surprisingly solid. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's the main those are the main reasons I rank it higher than the movie because the show at least does a few more things right and it tries to course correct but god is it a slog at points <laughs> yeah it's it's a it's a slog to get after and you know i think the reason why i'm ranking the show the turbo the show so low is because i've seen car ranger and car ranger makes infinitely infinitely more yeah. sense 
Yeah. If we were ranking Sentai's, I do think Car Ranger would actually rank a little bit higher comparatively because at mm. least Car Ranger is consistent and <laughs> with itself. Turbo, oh, yeah. that is the thing that really hurts Turbo the show is that it is very inconsistent. We talked about that. The, mm. the show and the franchise were having a bit of an identity crisis at the time. Mm. So, you know, it so it makes sense. So, moving on to number 8. What is number Num- eight for you? Number eight for me is Turbo the movie. Oh, so I, I'm curious. I really want to know why is the movie ranked higher than the show for you? Because it's not a slog to get through. Um, wow. It's not a slog to get through. Uh, there are elements that I like more in the movie and they're not what you think they are, Nathan. <laughs> Corsets. I- <laughs> there are not. There are not. the they're not what you think they are. You just watch Star Crash. I know how you work. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm such a dude, bro. As <laughs> someone we know would call me. Um, but I, I Turbo the movie is not a slog to get through. It's a it's a I I I see it as just a fun action adventure film. Uh, there are it, it does have its problems. Like where the heck did the Zeo powers go? Eh, okay, fine. Whatever. Um, uh, wasting Jason and Kimberly. Wasting J- Jason and Kimberly. Um, y- but the action sequences are solid. Justin, need I say more? <laughs> well, okay. So Justin is not as insufferable in the... I guess because we spend we don't spend as much time with Justin in the movie as we do in the series. That's why it's, he's he's more tolerable to me, uh, the, the character. Um and you know some of the tokusatsu is really solid. I, I I'm I'm a really I'm a big proponent of, of practical effects, um, yeah. and I just think some of the tokusatsu is really solid in, in yeah. the movie. Yeah. The number eight for me is Alien Rangers. <laughs> oh, okay. So we're 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 we're, yeah. we're we're mixing and matching here in the yeah in this a last, little bit a little bit now. Um, I I do think I do think Alien Rangers is better than Turbo. The main problem I have with Alien Rangers, and I had to really think about this, about where I, where I did I want to put this. My biggest gripe with Alien Rangers is that it's it's weird. It is so incredibly weird. It's a weird recontextualization of Kaku Ranger, which is already a weird Sentai. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that, the fact that they're trying to work on it is weird. I mean, you know. <laughs> It's, uh, I bring it, I feel I probably bring it up a little too much, but my, my character on the audio drama is very different in the Sentai. Mm-hmm. I play Rito on the audio drama and, uh, you know, he's, he's an alien skeleton man on the show, but he's a yokai <laughs> with a very dark origin <laughs> in Kaku Ranger. So yeah, it's they're trying to recontextualize some very weird things. Mm-hmm. The story is really odd. It adheres to some kind of tired tropes that don't really make sense. Like the whole bit with the you know the the power kids riding on each other's shoulders, wearing the trench coat, passing themselves off as an adult. I'm just like, come on, who's really gonna fall for that? I mean, they try to explain it by saying it's a cop with bad eyesight and he needs glasses. I'm just like, they try, but they almost try too hard to compensate for it. So it's just moments like that. And then there's some episodes in the middle where it's like, what happened to the urgency that we had early on? And then they completely forget about it. So it's just like a go goof around. And yeah, the, the alien Rangers in concept, I don't mind, but in execution, they're a little weird. Mm. It's just, 
yeah, it's, it's more just because it's incredibly weird than it than anything else. Not because it's just it's glaringly bad. Turbo for me is glaringly bad. Alien Rangers is just incredibly weird, and it, well, the weirdness doesn't quite gel with everything else, and it feels a little out of place and like you like we were talking about earlier, a little disposable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's you know, Cocker Ranger is the is the most Japanese thing Japanese of Japanese Sentai's. Uh, because it's, it's, it's steeped in Japanese lore, like with yeah, the yokai Japanese uh, legend, mythology, culture. Yeah. So it's very Japanese, which makes viewing it in the context of an American audience, probably pretty weird, which it's is incredibly why, difficult, which is, yeah, which is I why guess we it, talked about that. It was like the monsters, the monsters, the monsters in, in, in Kaku Ranger and M and MMPR season three are incredibly weird. Oh, very much so. Which, you know, adds to the weirdness that you're talking about that they're trying to recontextualize. But, you know, I can I can see where someone could argue also that the weirdness adds to the alien theme. Like yeah. the, out, the other the it other does. worldly theme. Yeah, it, it does. It does. But anyway, number seven, what do you have? Number seven, I have Lightspeed Rescue. Really? Lightspeed Rescue is number seven. It is. That's and, interesting. And the reason why is because we talked about this in our Time Force episode. Um, Lightspeed Rescue, while a very, I feel like underappreciated season, it tries to be so many things. To it, it tries to be so many things at once, and it can get a little bit incoherent at times, which is yeah. why it's inconsistent it's, for sure. Incons- inconsistent. Yeah. It gets a little bit inconsistent. Yeah, It's coherent, but it's inconsistent. Yeah. There's the, yeah, that's what I was looking for, but it gets a little bit, it's a little bit inconsistent at times, which makes it, it and it just tries to be so much at what it tries to explore. There's some mm-hmm. really interesting things. And we've talked about this in our Lightspeed rescue episode. It, uh, it tries to explore some really interesting ideas and really interesting concepts, but it's trying to do too many of those things at once. Yeah. And it gets really muddled. Yeah. Yeah. And I've got some thoughts. Uh, I'll share my thoughts on it once we get to it in my ranking. And, uh, uh, but my number seven, you may hate me for this, but it's MMPR the movie. Okay. And wow. I say that because the movie is definitely fun. It's very entertaining, mm-hmm. highly quotable. Ivan Ooze is contrary to what our friend Carl Dutton would tell you. He's a very, he's a very entertaining villain. Uh, Not, you know, not the deepest of characters, but an incredibly entertaining villain. So I won't deny that. And it's very much a traditional hero's journey. And I appreciate that. But I mean, it's hardly a brilliant script and good God, that CGI. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That CGI brings it down so hard. The, The CGI is incredibly awful. And then you see the practical effects and you're like, why couldn't you just do the whole movie like this? Cause the practical effects hold up the CGI Good God, looks like it wasn't finished rendering. Although, take care of business. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) I almost wish they'd used the scripted line, but, you know, know, because I got to hear about it directly from Aisha, Karen (laughs) Ashley herself. Yeah. But, you know, could have been balls out, but whatever, you know. (laughs) Yeah. So, like I said, very fun, but I wouldn't call it a great movie. That's fair. That's fair. The suits are great. I like the suits. Yeah. Costumes are great, but yeah, doesn't quite it, it doesn't quite rise to you know to the you know to the cream of the crop for me. But it, I would still watch it and have a good time for sure. Mm-hmm. 
In fact, I'm going to have to because it's going to it's been requested for the film vault later this season. The film Monster Island film vault, my flagship show. Yeah. So there you go. Now on to number six. Now, this is the section where we get to uh, my squishy. This is can be shuffled middle. So we may have to talk this over because I'm still I'm not 100 percent confident about my placement for these three seasons. This is the messy middle, as yeah. I like to call it. This yeah. is the this is the messy middle. This is yeah. where you're a little unsure of things. And it's yeah. And yeah. Still are you uh, to, yeah. Are you unsure as well? Like I am. I'm a little unsure. Uh, my, uh, number six, my number six may surprise you, but number six actually is going to be mighty Morphin power Rangers. You've got to be kidding me. Oh my gosh. I just, my mind is blown right now, but mighty Morphin power Rangers, the number six. Now, if this was the nostalgic pick, we know it'd be number one. No, not number. No, it wouldn't be number one. No, it wouldn't be number one, but it would be like top three if it was if it was a mighty Morphin wouldn't be number one on the nostalgic list. I'm a little surprised by that, but no, no. The reason why I'm ranking it so low is because objectively speaking, it is not a good movie. You're getting me on record. The movie. I thought you were talking about the show. No, no, no. The movie. The movie. Oh, the movie. Never mind. Movie. Okay. I was a little confused. Did I said, no, I thought I, I said it makes movie. more sense. No, no, you didn't. You just said MMPR. And I'm like, that's why I, I was confused. Okay. No. No, my number six is MM is is Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the movie. Okay, um, I was a little confused there. <laughs> it's a, it's not a perfect movie. We talked about that when we discussed it. It's not a perfect movie. It is fun. It is what, it is what you would expect a big budget Hollywood production of Power Rangers to be, given the fact, given its popularity in during that time. Um, the reason why I'm ranking it a little bit lower though is because I don't really like the suits. I don't like the suits all that much. Um, I don't like the suits, the, the really crappy CGI. Um, (sighs) objectively uh, like nostalgia removed. It's middling. It's middling at best. It's a, it's a middle of the road kind of superheroes movie. It play, it does, play into those tropes and those things that made power Rangers what it is and made power Rangers popular, but didn't do enough to give it, give it its own uniqueness, I guess. Yeah. Aside yeah. from Ivan ooze, Ivan ooze is great. Uh, contrary to what our friend Carl says, Ivan ooze is a fantastic villain. Um, and I actually like some of the redesigned villains like Zed and Rita and things. I like those things. I like and not a big fan of that Goldar redesign, though. Yeah, the Goldar's fine. It's 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 a little bit cartoonish. It's a little bit. He looks like know. a toy. It's a little toy etic. I get it, but I still like it. Um, I like the I like the hero's journey. I like yeah. Miss Too Hot for TV. Miss <laughs> <Dulcia>. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I like I like all that stuff, but objective, but taking everything in, into account and being trying to be objective about it, I'm trying to remember what I gave this score on Kaiju Weekly. I don't think I gave it a perfect five out of five. No, you didn't. I didn't give it. I don't a perfect think you did. You gave uh, you gave the the MMP MMPR season one a five out of five, but that was a nostalgic score. That was a nostalgic score because I was yeah. yeah whatever, but. I, I think that the Power Rangers, the movie from the 90s, it's a middle of the road kind of movie. It's what you would expect from this yeah. franchise, uh, just with a bigger budget. Yeah, yeah. it's not. Of, I wouldn't say it's offensively bad, but it isn't. 
No, I wouldn't standing call it either. It's not as weird as it sounds. I think an easy comparison you could make would be something like the Ninja, the the three Ninja Turtles movies it's a, that it's that a, pre that preceded this. But I do think, particularly that first one, well, not three. MPR the movie's better than Ninja Turtles three. Let's be honest. But <laughs> but I do think that in terms of you know in terms of actual you know filmmaking and everything, I do think the Ninja Turtles movie surpasses MPR. But you know, but it's also very different in a lot of ways it's a popcorn movie it's something you it's something you can watch and not feel guilty about um it's something you can just kind of have fun with yeah but it's it's it but it's also something that objectively speaking it's not perfect yeah yeah for sure my number six this was so hard for me to rank i went this is probably the one i waffled on the most about Uh, where to put it but Lightspeed Rescue. Really? Okay. Yeah. I wrestled so long and hard about it. Like I said, this is, like I said, these, this, the, these next three are the messy middle. And I'm like, I could be persuaded to shuffle these because I'm still not 100% sure looking at the list. My biggest issue, and obviously, you know, this has been telegraphed. The MMPR of the show hasn't shown up yet. And you would think I would rank Lightspeed Rescue higher, but going back to what you were talking about where it, Lightspeed Rescue is trying to be so many things at the same time. And then another reason why I haven't ranked lower than MMPR is because, and we talked about it in a, in the episode, Lightspeed Rescue tries to capture some of that MMPR magic again, specifically Green with Evil. Mm-hmm. It had the potential to bring, uh, to do you know a variation on a theme with Green with Evil, go to some different places than Green with Evil did, bring some more nuance and depth to it and it rushed through it so fast that that ends up getting lost so as weird as it sounds i would say like green with evil versus titanium ranger story green with evil wins because at least green with evil paced itself Mm -hmm. and the titanium ranger thing is is over and done with inside of what two or three episodes and it feels it's just like why are you now there's some stuff after that related to the titanium ranger that's nice but again it's coming on the heels of moving through it so fast that it just kind of what the heck but on the other hand lightspeed rescue has some great characters carter is great uh yeah we talked a bit about the villains the some of the villains are pretty cool they go to some interesting places but then you have mistress of midriff who's prettier than she is talented but you know so (laughs) you know so it ends up becoming so much a mixed bag even though in a lot of ways it's better than mmpr there's some things that just bring it down a little bit because it was trying so hard trying to do everything Mm -hmm. all at once and it was it was juggling too much and because it was juggling too much it ended up falling over mmpr maybe it was juggling fewer balls but it was still able to juggle those fewer balls without dropping anything for the most part yeah, yeah. and then lightspeed rescue is like i'm gonna do 10 ah and then you drop five of them so it may lightspeed rescue may have been just a little bit too ambitious for what it was able to do yeah um i don't i i think ranking it i think ranking it here is fair I think it's fair because I ranked it a little low. I did rank it a little lower than you, but I, I still think that's a fair assessment because like we talked about, like Lightspeed Rescue, although it does have some fantastic characters, it has some great moments. Um, 
good just finale, good, a great finale. It just tries to be too much at once. It just tries yeah. to be too much at once. Yeah, for sure. All right. Number five, the middle of the pack, like right smack dab the middle. What do you have? This is this. This is where I struggled. This is where I struggled, to be honest. <laughs> um, OK. <laughs> so for my number five, I'm going to go with Power Rangers Zeo. Really? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Power Rangers Zeo. I will confess. I will confess. This is telegraphing a little bit. Zeo was another one I had difficulty figuring out where to put it there is there and 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 we talked about this and we talked about this when we when we covered zero we talked about that displacement we caught we talked about that kind of uncomfortableness that the that the audience are and the and the feelings that the, that the franchise was going through at the time it wasn't as uncomfortable as turbo it didn't get as it wasn't quite there yet but it was still a little bit uncomfortable and although Zio, it has our returning cast that we all know and love, Tommy, Catherine, Billy, uh, uh, Adam, Rocky, you know, mm-hmm. all those, uh, Tanya, it yeah. has all it, those people's. It, it did, but it also had a lot to prove because mm-hmm. it was such a radical change. Right. It had, it had so much going for it in the terms of characters, because at this point we already know these characters were, were invested in these characters. Um, but because it was and, such- and, and, and they definitely set the stage very well because the premiere for Zio is quite good. Mm-hmm. And be, but because it it is such a radical departure, I feel like Zio in a lot of parts stumbled. Yeah, because it, 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 it was partly that, and also partly some behind the scenes drama with mm-hmm. David Yost leaving and things like that. Yeah, yeah, there are some there are some very awkward moments within Zio that. They don't quite take you out of it, but they're noticeable. Like they're yeah. very, especially if yeah. you know the history behind that. Pers- yeah, for if sure. You know the history behind the season. Yeah. I don't you, think that making Goldar and Rito into that kind was of comic relief buffoons was necessarily the best idea. I mean, Rito was already that was already a bit baked into the cake for Rito, but doing that to Goldar. Yeah, it was it was hard to watch at points. It, it was just, still fu- admittedly it was funny, but it was still hard to watch. Seeing you know, seeing the character, seeing these villains reduced down to just being comic relief, like with Lord Zed and Rita and Goldar and Rito, like yeah. char- like characters that like had weight and gravitas and and had like big moments in seasons pr- in the seasons prior just to see them reduced down like that to like a bumbling husband and two buffoons that just lost yeah. their memory. I mean, I that's yeah. Now yeah. I, I do think they utilize that well mm-hmm. when we got to Rangers of two worlds yeah. where it was just ever all the villains just being petty with each other. It's like, I'm going to make a better monster than you. you know, so I, that with that setup that they created, I think worked well in that two parter. With it the did. purse monster impersonator, you know, <laughs> and all of that. So I, but that was a lot later in the season too. Yeah. So in context, it ended up working out for a li- for a little bit, and then you know the the final episode had some you know amusing moments where the villains are just like we all hate each other and we're just gonna go to war basically with each other. Go pluck yourself, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's one of the best jokes we've come up with on the show. So, yeah. uh, so I, it's utilized well, but you know. And- yeah, there's a, there's a lot of good stuff you can mine out of Zio. 
but it's still like, it's still really awkward in places. And so it's for that, I'm just going to kind of give it a middle of the road. It's not, it's not one that I return to often, but I do return to it every now and yeah. then. Yeah. Yeah. And, but like I said, yeah, now we get to the, my number five middle of the run. Like I said, these middle three, I can be persuaded to shuffle them, but MMPR really number five really I'm yeah. seeing it I'm seeing a trend um yeah so I have MMPR there it has a lot it's it gets a lot of benefit for being the first mm -hmm. for establishing the formula creating the franchise honestly the best thing that MMPR and I saw uh, I think it was Disney brain talked about this the best thing that MMPR has going for it are the characters Mm -hmm. It has excellent characters that you know fit within the archetypes that they need to, mm -hmm. and it's uh, this was kind of the first of its kind that you know taking. I mean, this had been done a bit in anime, but actually, you know, taking live action footage from a Japanese show and you know creating new footage to edit around it and recontextualizing it and, and you know dubbing over certain things. It was an it, ambitious for, idea. It, it was a very ambitious idea. It brought it for a lot of people. This was their introduction to tokusatsu. And even if it was this very, this edited Americanized version of it. So, you know, because it has so many firsts and it has such good characters, the villains are great characters. Rita is, you know, you know as you know, fairy tale witches go, she's pretty, you know, she's pretty compelling. Lord Zed, need I say more, you know, it, Goldar is such a great general you know, so because it has so many iconic characters and some iconic storylines like Green with Evil, like Day of the Dumpster, you know, some of these things, there's so much good going into it. You know, and the characters are the best part. Zordon, Alpha, all of these things work out very well for it. I might even include, I mean, I guess I kind of have to because you know, I play Rito now. So you know, I'll throw Rito in and there a little bit. And you'll never let me forget it either. <laughs> no, I won't. Until until Rito dies, which I'm expecting he's probably not going to make it out of season three. But <laughs> he's kind of a jerk. He's kind of a jerk. So it's a little bit of a, it's a little bit of method acting for you. Ha <laughs> uh, ha. Anyway. So, so because of all of that, because it has stretches of episodes, that are iconic and they're very good and such great characters. Even the new Rangers who come in later, you know, Adam, I'll even be nice to Rocky. I mean, I bet I, I met Steve Cardenas. I have to be nice to him because he's probably the most unappreciated Ranger out of all of them, at least the mighty Morphin. Mm -hmm. But you know, so it has a lot going for it, but then it has episodes that are just what the heck. And come on, you know, they embrace the camp a little too much. And you know, some of the editing is awkward and uh, it's very much a product of its time. It's very episodic. The, you know, things that get learned in one episode in terms of character development, then some don't always carry over, but that's very much a product of its time. It, uh, the seasons are long, so they kind of oversaturate things a little bit. And, uh, but it also has things like, the definitive ranger departure that should have been the model going forward with a different shade of pink. So, you know, like I said, it has a lot going for it, but it also has a lot going against it. That kind of, that holds it back. I think objectively speaking now for a lot of people, this in terms of nostalgia in terms of what is the most iconic, this is number one. And it's always going to be number one because mm -hmm. let's be honest. Those costumes are incredible. The season one Zords, 
are amazing, which I think just speaks to how good of a Sentai Zhu Ranger is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, so for a lot of people, this is always going to be top tier. But, you know, in terms of what's the most recognizable to the non-Ranger fans, but the and, uh, and Ranger fans of a certain age like us. But, you know, objectively speaking, not necessarily. All right, but like I said, this is still the squishy metal. I can move it. So number four. Number four. Number four, and it's it was literally a coin toss between number three and number four mm-hmm. uh, because the, the two are very like neck and neck for me. Number four is going to be Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Oh, man. It's going to be number four. Number four uh, is going to be... I, uh, I knew that would be difficult for you. I knew... And for the... This, this is why I was confused earlier when you... Because I thought you were talking about the movie. Uh, you were talking about the movie. I thought you were talking about the show. No. Because I know if this was a nostalgia pick for you, like I was saying earlier, about when I was talking about it, MMPR is number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a nostalgia... If, it, if it's a nostalgia pick, MMPR is number one because it, it's the foundation. It's what everything has been. Yeah. It's it's this whole... Like, this whole thing. Like, the, it's the whole reason why there are cons and comic books and yeah. spin-off shows yeah. and things. It's it's yeah. the whole thing. It's the yeah, whole Without MMPR, none of, none of the rest of it would be here. No. Now, the reason why it's at number four is partly because of all that, but objectively speaking, it's not a great season. There are problems with MMPR because it was such a it was such a new idea that it was a little bit of a weird mm-hmm. thing. It was a little bit of a weird thing that they were experimenting yeah. with and and you know, tra- and and using Japanese footage in an American way, you know, we we've talked about MMPR was you know, the reason why they use that footage is because of budget, because it was cheap to do that. Mm-hmm. And they also w- generally wanted to adapt the show. Yeah. And, you know, be- but because Zhu Ranger is a very like Japanese fairy tale fantasy type thing, and then trying to meld that, trying to mold that with, or trying to melt that into like a, a to an American cast and make it all make sense. It was, it was a little, a little difficult at times. Yeah. It's got a little weird there. In, yeah. In I, I would also say the, another thing that holds MMPR back for me a little bit is the, the censorship and the kowtowing to the moms groups that we got yeah, in later seasons, too. the neutering of Zed and the, you know, and then the other weird choices that they made to tone certain things down. Mm-hmm. That was, it, yeah. I, I, it took the teeth out and I didn't like that. Yeah. But no, it didn't take know, all the teeth out, but it took the teeth out enough. It had, but it has to rank high. In my opinion, it has to rank fairly high because even to this day, they are borrow like modern Sentai or modern Power Rangers is still borrowing things from that original yep. season, from that original three run se- from that original three seasons. Like the the se- Time Force borrows from MMPR. Uh, all these later seasons borrow from MMPR, and to a degree, MMPR the original did it better. Like we just we talked about in Lightspeed Rescue, like how they tried so desperately to recapture that magic of Green with Evil, but just fell so sh- but fell short with the Titanium Ranger. Um, and then I think uh, you know Time Force t- took the took the concept of like Tommy and the Dragon Dagger and the Dragon Zord, yeah. and then yeah, the the, antagon- the antagonistic Sixth Ranger, the antagonistic Sixth Ranger. And then 
Time Force did it with the Quantum Ranger, and you can see shades of that. And I think the reason why all those things work is because that that foundation was laid back in 1993 with the original MMPR. Yeah, is, sure. obje- is it objectively a great season? No. Is it is it the most rewatchable season for me? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's absolutely. Very re- it's very rewatchable. I, I want to make that clear. This is a... They're at a certain point. I think once you get honestly, honestly, other than other than you know Turbo and the Turbo movie, I would say all of these are highly rewatchable in one form or another. Some are more rewatchable than others for me personally, mm-hmm. but they're all rewatchable other than Turbo. Because well, so, well, so I'm not going to go back to Turbo anytime soon. Here's the thing about MMPR though. I can put on MMPR from start to finish and whether I sit down and watch it or not, or just have it as background noise in the apartment as I'm doing other things, I'm still just going to put it on and trust that whatever I'm seeing on screen is still going to give me that. I don't want to talk about the warm fuzzies, but whatever it's the warm fuzzies. It's the, it's the, it's the nostalgia. It's, it's going back to that time in my life when things were just simpler and MMPR is incredibly, and it was incredibly, uh, fundamental in my, in my growing up. And none of this, none of this would even be a thing we're talking about without that original three run of the, of the series. Yeah, for sure. And then my number four, Zio. Okay. But like I, was, I said, I these acting. middle three, I could I could be persuaded to shuffle them. I uh, Zio was the hardest one for me to place. I'm gonna mm-hmm. be honest with you. It was in multiple it was in different spots at different points. It never reached top three, but it was at m- different points. At very it was moving around a lot in the sure. in the middle. So it like between it was moving around a lot between the tur- between turbo and the top three. It was moving around a lot. It was the most difficult one for me to place. Yeah. Because I'm like, there's there's a lot of good stuff in Zio. I like mm-hmm. the expansion on Tommy's character. I liked uh, you know, the that we had serious legitimate villains again uh with the Machine Empire. Uh, some of them are really fun. I mean, we're never going to live down around and around and away you go. I mean, that's always going to be fun. And uh, the Gold Ranger is really cool, both as Trey and as Jason. And having Jason come back, that was a big moment. That was really nice. Hmm. And the as weird as the suits are, the suits are pretty cool. It has a top tier Power Ranger theme song. I can't say that enough. The Zio theme song is incredible. (laughs) So there's a lot going for it, but then it does get brought down. But that's why my struggle was like, but then there's the stuff with Billy that kind of brings it down. And, you know, the, the stuff we talked about before with the neutering of the previous villains. And just, you know, so there's some things that, damage it but i'm just like but does is it enough to get it under mmpr and i'm like eh, not quite not quite I, I not that i feel like like i said these middle three you, you talk to me next week and i might change my mind you know about where to put this but zeo was the hardest one for me to place but like i say because it has so much going for it because it felt a bit more consistent than mmpr mm. i ended up giving it a slight edge in that regard plus it had you know, a very good premiere, some very fun characters, and a pretty solid ending that 
Turbo then went and just crashed <laughs> into a junkyard and then crushed it. But, you know, well, you know, but that, that's where I have it. Like I said, talk to me next week. It might be somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. All right, now we get to top tier. <laughs> okay, this this uh, was- top tier. Now we, th- I think you, we both, we both think we have a pretty good idea of what's going to be in the top tier. But let's find out here. So your number three, my number three, Lost Galaxy. Okay, Lost okay. Galaxy. Lost Galaxy is number three. Mainly because I just got there, no. There's no use in hiding it. Lost Galaxy is my number three as well. Yeah, number three. Number Lost Galaxy is number three because I like the compelling journey that these characters go on. This call to adventure. This this very. It's not a new idea of this like space colony and things. It's it's a very Trekkian idea. Yes, it's not. So it's not new but it's new to the power rangers franchise yeah it's very it was a very ambitious season Mm -hmm. it has some great characters yes like this has such a solid full team the only one who feels a little bit kind of the weak link honestly is kind of is maya but that's because maya's like spirituality is just kind of odd and plot conveniency Yeah. You know, it, it, so she's kind of the weak link in this, but she's the one that feels the most out of place. Yeah, which might have been by design. I'm not sure, mm-hmm. but you know, but like Leo and Kai and Kendricks and uh, Damon, uh, Mike as the Magna Defender, it, even you know OG Magna Defender before Mike inherited the mantle. You know, these are all great gray heroes i would like i have to say and maya is as well but you know the the rest of them are so incredibly compelling and they play off of each other very well kendrick's yeah. is one of my favorite pink rangers and then you know the it has the most epic benchmark crossover with power rangers in space bringing the psychos back it's brilliant the fight choreography is incredible we get a zord team up uh, the power of pink is a shocking episode that wasn't supposed to exist, but they made the best lemonade out of the worst lemons. And then, you know, then that got screwed up again. Cause they're like, okay, we've got a contingency plan. We're going to make Cassie the pink ranger. We'll even have a script and a few scenes and all that. And then that fell through. So I'm like, what do we do? And then they bring back my girl, <laughs> Carone. So she gets a redemption story. And again, one of my favorite pink rangers. So uh, there's a lot going for it. The finale is top tier. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's almost up there. It's it almost gets to countdown to destruction. The, what holds it back that could have gotten it higher is that that stretch of episodes in the last quarter that's they're they're in the titular lost galaxy with the swabbies and captain mutiny it just it just didn't do a whole lot for me other than some cool fight scenes and some cool monsters just not a whole lot came up it felt very inconsequential yeah. i guess is what i'm saying i can ignore that i honestly yes as 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 ridiculous as the as the captain as the captain mutiny uh story arc was I can ignore all that because it's not a, th- it's not a consistent thing. It was only there for like maybe 10 episodes and that was it. 
Yeah, um, yeah, but you really feel the absence of Trakina and Devi. Yeah. Well, no, Deviat's there, but you really feel the absence of Trakina because Trakina's such a good villain. Yeah, she like she's one of the reasons why this is ranking a little higher because you know not only does she not only is she a villain and she loves being villainous, but she has an arc. She like she has a meaningful, meaningful arc. Uh, you know, a, a villain, a villain arc, whatever. A villain. She yeah, goes on a her villain's, villain's journey. journey. A villain's journey. But the reason why Lost Galaxy is number three is simply because of how ambitious it was. We yes. talked about this in our episode. It was so ambitious, and it was doing and trying so many, yeah, and, and like, so many new things. Because this was when they first embraced the Sentai model, so it had, mm-hmm. it had some vestiges of what came before, some familiarity. So it's kind of easing the audience into it a little bit, but it's still diving headlong into new characters, new team, new setup, everything new. We'll throw in a few bits of you know, so a few bits from previous seasons to ease you in. We'll give you Alpha. We'll give you the Mega Ship. We'll have a crossover. You know, all of that. We'll give you some familiarity, but it's new territory. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think I feel like this is me like me saying this is a little bit of insider knowledge because I don't know how many of our listeners or even well, I know you don't, but have experience with Ganga Man. And you know, after watching Ganga Man and then going back to watch Lost Galaxy, or watching Lost Galaxy, then Ganga Man, then going back to watch Lost Galaxy, it is really I, I noticed that you really don't miss a whole lot from the Sentai to Lost Galaxy. Like there are some nuances to the, there are some differences and major differences to the Sentai that there aren't, that aren't in Lost Galaxy, but Lost Galaxy is able to take that footage and take those concepts and recontextualize, contextualize them in a way that just honestly, that makes a lot, that makes sense, like makes sense in the, in the context of what they're trying to do. Yeah. All right. Oh boy. (laughs) Yeah, this is this is tough. Now, I will say this. I will say this. If you're follow, if you're playing the home game, you already know what last what two seasons we have. We we both have the same last two seasons. It's just going to be interesting to see where we place these, Mm -hmm. especially because if you're playing the home game, you know one of them's Time Force, and we just recorded Time Force. Mm -hmm. And as much as we, I'm wondering if some like last minutes. Mm, rethinking had to be done after our time force episode. Well, so maybe, 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 Michael, maybe, maybe. I will say this, spit it out. <laughs> listen, listen, listener with attitude, lock it. I will just say lock in your answer right now. What do you think our number one is? What do you think my number one is going to be? And what do you think Nathan's number one is going to be? So lock that answer in. Yeah, I will tell you, I will tell you, I've had to between the last two we have, I'm just stalling for suspense. Can you tell? <laughs> I will confess. I had to sit down like, do I want to keep my ranking where it is? I had to really think about it. And then I had to come up with some very, re- I had to come up with some solid reasons for why I ranked these last two the way I did. I had to, it. so Michael, number two. Number two. Number two. Oh boy. Okay. And I actually, and I, and I stand by this. I stand by this. I don't think I'm going to be, I don't think I'm going to be changing it, but my number two is Is power Power Rangers Rangers in space. Oh, really? 
really? Was this planned or was this a last second change after our very long recording <laughs> today? Y- y- yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes to the, both? <laughs> yes, yes to both because I too really went on a spiritual journey, a spiritual pilgrimage to try to figure out which one I was going to make number one and which one I was going to make number two. And after, after reviewing, after reviewing, um, time force and after reviewing in space and after really kind of thinking about all those conversations you and I have had about both seasons, um, although in space I love, I love, I love in space. Don't get me wrong. In space like culminates everything that we have known and loved about this franchise so far with a fantastic finale. I wish that it could have been longer. I think really at this point we can, we, we have room to say we're nitpicking here, but one of the reasons why I put in space at number two is because I wish that countdown to destruction would have been a little longer. It needed to be, mm-hmm. it needed that one yeah. more episode. And I, yeah. And I said when, uh, in that episode, if they had gone through with a three part countdown to destruction, that finale would be untouchable mm-hmm. completely as it is. It's got competition, but if it was three parts, it'd be untouchable. Yeah, for sure. I I just I love in space. I love the characters. I love the I love astronomer. I love I don't know. I don't think I love astronomer as much as you. But <laughs> I I love astronomer. I love and I love Andros. I love the fact that we get to see TJ and Carlos and Cassie. Yeah, and Ashley they come again. In, they come into their own. We get they past Rangers coming back, and it's and it's it's meaningful. Yeah, callbacks meaningful. Uh, crossovers in you know playing around with uh, you know with the natures of you know of nature versus nurture, good versus evil. Uh, we talked a lot about. Uh, I think this is probably a, a commonality that both uh, Time Force and In Space have. You know that idea of choice, though going about it differently, but still talking about choice in some form or another. And you know, Darkonda and Ecliptor and just. They're all so good. The psychos, it, the psychos, the psychos are just that is the evil ranger uh, archetype perfected. I mean, it really is, yeah. and it's just there's so much good in it. Honestly, if you, if we have to nitpick things that are, you know, that uh, that uh, hurt in space, it's actually a lot of things that are that were kind of beyond its control, budget constraints. Things like that. That's why they they you know, they had to recycle the Malagor suit and Countdown to Destruction got cut down to two episodes instead of three. You know, so there are these little things that are that, so it's like if you had just given it a little bit more money, yeah, <laughs> just had a little bit more, you know, yeah, it and, would it would have been it, it would have been perfection or at least and, darn close to it. And and my and my and my complaints about in space are really kind of nitpicky because we talked about in that episode that it is an incredibly well-placed season. Like mm-hmm. it is, se- it, it is has seri- so little fat on it. It is serialized. There is a clear and present through line throughout the entire thing. Mm-hmm. The, the it's, villain- it's taking the characters to places that you, you never would have expected. They are really, truly on their own. The weight and gravitas of 
of literally killing Zordon or destroying Zordon, yeah, quote unquote, and, and basically ending the first major era of the show. Because mm-hmm. you know, because the the Saban era has the Zordon era as kind of like a sub era within it. Mm. And, you know, it's just, it was so incredibly ambitious, even when they were being held back by things like budget constraints, they, they took it in stride and they said, you know what, we are going to do the absolute best we can with what we've been given. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe we can't make dark specter who we wanted him to be. Okay. We got to recycle that Malagor suit, but you know what? We're going to make dark specter be the kind of character that we need him to be. Oh, we only got to have two parts for Countdown to Destruction. Well, you know what? We're going to make it the most epic two-parter you've ever seen. (laughs) We're going to blow your mind with what we're about to do. We're going to give you everything. Okay? Maybe we didn't get the original Mighty Morphin Rangers back for that epic moment. But we got Adam. We got Adam. No, I mean, like, for Countdown to Destruction. So, you know, but we're like, but we're going to give you... You know, a bunch of the villains are going to come back, and you know, Justin, Justin, Justin has a meaningful conclusion to his art yes, as well. It, they wrap so many things. They even they made Diva Talks worthwhile. In space is so good. They make Diva Talks worthwhile. They made they actually made Diva Talks work because she's a foil for Astronema. And they made Elgar made sense. They made Elgar make sense and not as annoying as he was in Turbo. Yeah. Um, they took all the, they they took all the shortcomings of Turbo and and just re rejiggered them a little bit to yeah um to to make them make sense or to make them better. But honestly, the reason why might and I'm ta- and we're talking about we're talking about in space like it's number one. I'm talking about in space like it's number one for me. And it's number two, but it's a very, like, very close number two. Like, it's like it is yeah. a coin toss up between the two that we're ranking here. Yeah. Um, and the reason why it's it's a little bit lower is because of that finale. Uh, that finale needed to be a little bit, yeah. a, li- a, li- a little bit longer. This is, to me, this is definitely the Infinity War of of the original. Yeah. Uh, unlike what they wanted you to think was the Infinity War. <coughs> 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 Mm-hmm. <clears throat> sorry sorry mm-hmm. allergies acting up yeah mm-hmm. yeah um i'm a, I'm allergic to bad toku can you tell uh, mm. yeah. <clears throat> mm. yeah excuse me <clears throat> mm. all right all right you ready i'm ready ready i'm ready number two for me <laughs> for this original savan era Power Rangers. Oh, it almost hurts to say it. Time Force. Real. Explain yourself. Oh, man. It will make more sense when we talk about number one. But let me tell you, it was very difficult for me to keep Time Force here. And it was by the narrowest of margins, just like with you. Mm-hmm. Which I'm sure we can we can unpack that a little bit more when we get to the number ones. But, you know, considering how much conversation we got out of Time Force, and it was more than in space. And we, although I think we were trying to reel ourselves in a little bit within space, and I feel like we just felt like we had permission to just cut loose with Time Force. But I don't know what the final runtime for the Time Force episode is going to be. So I could be wrong. But Time Force has so much going for it, as we discussed. 
and it, it, it almost it, it genuinely hurts me to put it at number two. The we've already sung its praises. The yeah, you know, well, we've sung its praises quite a bit. I mean, it's got so much going for it. The you know, Rancic is top tier villain, and Nadira and Frax. The characters are great. The ever almost everybody has a meaningful arc. Uh, Wes and Jen, even Alex, the a-hole, <laughs> has as an arc, Mr. Collins. It was incredibly bold and dark because it's so much so that it almost got into prime time. It, it's the themes that it plays with are probably even more relevant now than they were 20 years ago. There's so much going for it. The little thing, well, there's one major thing that makes number one, number one, and then a couple of small things and the couple of little things that I will say that bring time force down ever so slightly is I do think that Vernon Wells goes a little too over the top, a little too much at points as Rancic. Okay. For the most part, it's great, but there are points like, okay, dude, you're going a little too big at points. But the, but, and then also I feel like if they had done a little bit more, and if they had given a little bit more attention to characters like Lucas and Katie, like they did for Wes and Jen and even trip, it might've edged it out mm. into number one, but because I don't feel like Lucas or Katie had as meaningful a, a character arcs, it brings it down a little bit. But the but but the other characters get such good and meaningful character arcs that it almost compensates enough for it. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like really small things that are that start giving th giving stuff edges. Mm. So I'll stop there because obviously your number one is Time Force. <laughs> time Force. Yeah. Power Rangers. Time Force. The one we just talked about, which. Before I started this list, before I started this list, I was flip. I was already flip flopping between In Space and Time Force. I already knew that one of those two seasons was going to be in the number one spot, and I was not sure which one it was going to be. And mm -hmm. I was, and I'm trying, and I was trying my best to say, you know what? I don't want to. I don't want Time Force to be number one because we just talked about it. Yeah, I don't. Want I that understand that. That was the temptation I was facing as well. I don't want it to be number one because we just talked about it. So it's ten, it's kind of like the new hotness effect, you know, yeah. but yeah. And I will admit, I another reason time force is so appealing to me is because I love science fiction and mm -hmm. you know, power Rangers in space, space opera time force is time travel. So, you know, very core, hardcore, mm -hmm. you know, uh, science yeah. fiction genres. So, you know, I get into those. I think that the, the number one reason why, I, I enjoy time force as much as I do is because it is not hiding the ball in its messaging. No. And it does not hold the hand of its audience with its messaging either. No. There's a lot of, there's a lot of seasons that we've, that we've covered in this in in so far in, in this podcast where there, they have a message in them in the, in the, in the particular, like the, I don't know, like the very hate special master. episode. Yeah. yeah the, the, very, the very special episodes like hate master in season three, which don't get me wrong, was a great episode with a great message, but, but time force had that message throughout the whole season. 
and did it in such a way that it didn't feel it didn't feel pandering it didn't hold the audience's hand it we've talked a lot about on this podcast how this franchise has grown up with its audience over the years it feels like a very honest and this is maybe a little bit of hyperbole but it almost time force almost feels like a love letter to the hardcore fans that have stuck around this long yeah it it does it it feels like a love letter because it's pulling from things like it it pulls from green with evil it pulls from the concept of of tommy and the dragon zord it pulls from all these other seasons it pulls from season 3 and zeo and and all these other concepts that were established in in, in prior seasons and it and it recontextualizes them and it does something with them that's meaningful um one of the thing one of like one of the things that i thought was a weakness in 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 space was the finale's length i think is a strength an extremely strong finale with uh with um time force is it a little bit yeah. saccharine is it a little bit saccharine in, in moments yeah sure it's it is it's a, but it's also it, incredibly subversive like we it's talked a, it's about a, it's a kid's show it ha- it has to be kind of that it has to be a little bit melodramatic maybe it melodramatic to, is a better way to describe it right it has to be because it's a kid's show it has to be a little bit of mill uh, there has to be a little bit of melodrama because it's a kid at its core power rangers is a kid's show but there's enough uh mature content overlaid on top of that to make up for those little um those little moments of oh yeah mm-hmm. that was kind of cheesy whatever yeah. it's fine yeah but Looking but the, at, just the layers that are piled on it thematically and within mm. the characters we talked we spent a lot of time talking about especially with the villains Rancic, nadira frax they're so incredibly layered and i think that given the state of given the state of our world and given the state of our society and and everything that's going on politically and societal and in societal issues i think that time force is the most relevant Power Rangers series that we oh, have covered I, so I, far. I will w- agree with you 100% there. 100%. And because and be and, and as a as a longtime fan who has heard people in fandom say for years, "Oh, Power Rangers is just a campy kid show. There's nothing you can pull from it. There's nothing relevant about Mighty Morphin Power Rangers." All right. Fine. Go watch Time Force because that season is extremely relevant extremely relevant which makes it my number one i think like we talk a lot about themes on this show and that's the whole it's like kind of the core of what this show was built on is to talk about the themes yeah we talk about the nitty-gritty that we talk about the nitty the nitty-gritty stuff rangers the suits the thong the song the thong thongs thongs are are you watching sexy Uh, rangers i mean what (laughs) no i'm not watching sexy rangers again Um, i don't know if you want to keep that although it's funny (laughs) it is kind of funny um the, the the theme songs, the villains, and all the stuff that makes up like the Power Rangers folly and the yeah. lore. We yeah. talk about yeah. that stuff. The package. It but makes the up package. the package. The Zor- yeah. yeah. All but, of the that. Bre- but the bread and butter of this podcast is uh, has always, from its inception, been talking about the themes. And the themes in Time Force are as relevant today as they were in 2001, which is why Time Force is number one for me. Yeah, yeah. And and also, I mean the the Q Rex, admittedly, probably gives in terms of the quality of the Zords, might give it a slight edge mm-hmm. over uh, over in space. In space is a little bit more consistent mm-hmm. with the quality of its Zords, 
Whereas, like these are not even my favorite Zords. Like I, I yeah. could take or leave these Zords. It's like everything else. Yeah, that yeah but it. yeah, but like the Curex is just so good. You know, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. But all right, so we've uh, number one obviously is in space to the surprise of no one. No. Now I I, I called that from the beginning. I could have called that from the beginning. Uh, well, like I said, Time Force worked really hard to yeah to uh, to you know, claw its way past it, and I did put serious thought into flop into flip flopping it. And you know uh, you know we've talked about it. I love Astronema. Still, hold, I'm still hold to the to the statement that she's the best villain in Power Rangers. The characters are great. We've talked about that. We've talked about. You know everything that makes in space what it is, and I love it because, and and large part why I love it is because, it, uh, you know, it's a space opera. But there are two main reasons why I'm edging it out, even if it's ever so slightly over Time Force, despite everything we talked about with Time Force. And that's simply this: without it's. To put it succinctly, and I'll unpack it here in a second, without in space, time force wouldn't exist. That's fair. And I say that because the the lesser of my two reasons for why I'm edge I'm letting it get I'm letting it edge out is because to us in a, in a way, in space shouldn't have worked. Hmm. Because they completely misunderstood the Sentai. Mm-hmm. It, Mega Ranger was a video game themed Sentai, but they got a few early images and they thought, oh, it's a space show. Mm-hmm. So they planned, so they went ahead with you know, pre production and everything, assuming they were getting a space show. Then they got Mega Ranger and found that it was about video games, but they're like, well, we've already planned for a space show, so we got to work around it. And so you would think with two so with two shows that are so differently themed that it shouldn't have worked and they somehow for the most part made it work. There's a few points where the where there's some cracks and the seams come through, but for the most part they figured out how to make it work. And so that's a small miracle unto itself. But the main reason that I'm giving it the edge on time force is because in space saved the franchise turbo left the franchise in a mess turbo was a mess and it left the franchise in a mess it hurt the brand and the fact that they even got another season after turbo is astonishing so i think everyone at saban went into the you know went into the boardroom and they said we need to course correct and we need to course correct hard everywhere we zigged with turbo we need to zag with this new show we need to crank this up and we need to make this good oh it's probably going to be the last season so you know what go freaking nuts let's make a space opera let's wrap everything up let's put the prettiest bow we can on this whole thing this was a great run let's go out on top maybe nobody's gonna watch it but we're gonna go out on top and you know they turbo hurt in space a little we talked about the budget constraints they weren't able to do quite everything that they wanted to do Mm, but they still 
took the limitations that were placed upon them and they said, you know what, we are going to make the best thing we can within what we've been given. So yeah, we can, you know, knock in space, you know, with some nitpicks because of the budget constraints. But at the end of the day, this was made by people who were working really hard to make something really good. They thought that was going to be the end, and instead they saved the franchise. Power Rangers should have died in 1999, but it didn't. Because In Space, despite its little shortcomings, came in, and I know I joked about it when we did that episode, but it, it didn't just... You know, run where Turbo, you know, where Turbo limped, it came in and it put the franchise in a splint and just started sprinting until that splint broke and it was running better than it ever had. Mm. So that's what edges it out. Without in space, none of the rest of it would have come. There would be no time force. Power Rangers would have ended with in space. And, you know, people would have been probably would have been happy but we wouldn't have had everything else that came afterward. I'm, uh, you know, it's maybe power Rangers after in space would have just kind of faded off into nostalgic obscurity. Like a mm-hmm. lot of, like a lot if it of, had, if it had ended at in space, I think people would have been satisfied. It would have been, they would, we would have looked back on that, you know, that six, seven run, uh, season, uh, six, yeah, six seasons of the show fondly and said like, man, it went out on such a, you know, such a high, but, Maybe we wouldn't have gotten the worldwide phenomenon it has. It is now. No, it would have. What it would have existed then, but it would have just disappeared after that. It would just be, you know, the, a nostalgia mm. at that point. It wouldn't be this ongoing thing that we have now. So you're saying you're going to go as far as to say there would be no Dino Fury without in space. Yeah. There would be no Dino Fury without In Space. Maybe Ryu Soldier would exist, but not Dino Fury. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I have nothing else to I have nothing else to add to that because all that is totally totally fair. So I'm going to have yeah. to ask the listeners with attitude. Do you agree with our list? Do you mm-hmm. have your own list that you want to share with us? Please do and and follow us yeah. on social. Uh, please yes. do email us a, email us your list. Uh, uh, send us to send your email to uh, powertrippod at gmail.com with your list, or you can find us on social media. We're on Twitter yep. uh, and write us there and tell us what your personal yep. uh, tier list is going to be. And we'll, you know what, if you do that, we'll read that feedback on yep. a future episode of the podcast, but I'm going to pay off something. I told the listener early on in the episode because I did screw this up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to give you Nathan, my, list as it was before I realized that I messed it up. Okay. So was this more nostalgia based or was this more, well, you, know, you, t- you just did it by individual seasons and left out t- the movies. You tell me. Yeah. I just did the individual seasons left out the movies. So you tell me if this was nostalgia based or not. Okay. Um, so my number 10 was alien Rangers. Okay. So that didn't change my number nine was turbo. So that didn't change. Okay. Okay. My number eight was mighty Morphin power Rangers season three. Really? Mm hmm. Dang. Even with, even with a different shade of pink and even with all that, because, um, just because there was a lot of stuff that I think 
I, 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 there was a lot of stuff that happened that I feel like kind of crippled the, the, that particular season. Um, yeah. number right. seven right. was, does that include the snarky bonehead? <laughs> no, I like, I liked Rito. I'm talking, I'm talking about, I'm talking about bumbling buffoon Zed and, um, yeah, he's an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just some of that stuff was a little bit annoying to me. It just didn't have the same luster as, as other seasons. But number seven was LS was Lightspeed rescue, which I don't okay. think changed. It didn't change. Not, uh, no. number, number six was Zio that okay. went down a spot. Number five was MMPR season one. Interesting. Okay. Number four was lost galaxy. Okay. So that dropped a spot. Number three is MMPR season, season two, two okay. for reasons, right? Yeah. And then I'm guessing uh, the top two are the same. Are the same. The top yeah, two are the so, same. Yeah. So. so in space and then time force, where would the movies have placed if you had included those? Lost Lost Galaxy drops down a spot right under it, the movie goes right under Zio at number seven. Okay. Uh, MMPR the, the movie. MMPR the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Turbo probably still in the same spot. Okay. So everything just kind of one spot so. above one spot above Turbo the show. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, I guess I'm not surprised because, I mean, we talked about it. Uh, I, I even said, like, is Emma Pierce season two peak Power Rangers for you? And you basically said, yeah. <laughs> peak Power Rangers at that moment. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And, uh, you know, I, good Lord, I don't even know if I want to ask what the, what the nostalgia picks would be. It, it would have just been like Emma PR number one. And, you know, that, well, <laughs> yeah, the, the nostalgic picks would have probably been MMPR number one because it it's the it's the og it's the icon um if we're going solely on nostalgia it's going to be mmpr zeo turbo you because you got to remember i fell off at like lost galaxy so a lot of this stuff yeah. is um it's really not even fair to make a nostalgia list because some of those seasons that we've watched i don't have nostalgia for yeah. like lost galaxy and time force uh, and Lightspeed rescue. I don't really have nostalgia for those. So those would be, if we're going strictly on nostalgia, those are lower on the list and I don't think they deserve that. So, you know, it's, it's a tricky thing to put, it's, it's a tricky thing to make a nostalgia list, I think, because um, nostalgia looks different across different people. Yeah, that's for sure. Although a nostalgia list would have been interesting to say the least. Oh, I would but have yeah, there you go. I would have been made fun of for it. Yeah, but there, but there you go. We're either going to get uh, lots of affirmation or hate mail. I'm not sure which one. Uh, you know, I'm I don't. Sure, I don't I, think, I think so, someone's going to write it and say like, "You guys are idiots. Turbo is the best." They're like they're just going to troll us so hard. I know. There's at least <laughs> I know. There's a, there's got to be at least one fan that really loves Turbo that much. Um, <laughs> has to be in the, in there has to be uh it could be the only and honestly it could be the only power ranger season they the season they've ever seen they watched turbo they enjoyed it but <laughs> they they watched there is a war i i'm i'm assuming there is a timeline where turbo 
is a smash hit here in the United States. <laughs> there has to be. Uh, do I personally want to live in that world? No, but, um, but I'm sure that there is a timeline with that in it. So, but speaking of timelines, Nathan, what, what can the listeners with attitude expect for our next episode? Now that would be moving on into the Disney era, which depending on who you talk to, <laughs> Uh, it either has some of the best stuff or some of the worst stuff in Power Rangers, but we'll be starting that off with Power Rangers Wild Force, and you know, depending who you talk to, they either say that's the end of the Saban era or it's the beginning of Disney. We're operating on that it's the beginning of Disney, mm-hmm. but it's in a weird spot, and which we'll yeah. we'll get into that because there are points it feels like a Saban show, and other times it feels like a Disney show. To say it's inconsistent would be an understatement. So, yeah, you know, doing this, going on this journey with you kind of just one on one has been a lot of fun, Nathan. Mm-hmm. But I'm really looking forward to uh, sharing the rest of the franchise with our friends. On yes. A few episodes. Yeah. We have Kaiju Kim and a YouTube personality coming on. We have Jack Hudgens, a.k.a. G-Man. Mm-hmm. We have uh, those are all the, the big ones. I could think. Oh, Chris Cook from One Cross Radio. He'll be uh, coming on. Our friends so, from Zio to Hero will be Zio to Hero. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have plans. We have plans. <laughs> and it's going to be really helpful because uh, a lot of the people that we're having come on have more familiarity with some of these later seasons than even we do. Yeah, uh, it's going to be a new adventure for us because we're pretty much in an, in uncharted territory at this point. Yeah, yeah, I have some passing familiarity with some of these Disney era shows, but uh, yeah, not a whole lot. Uh, I yeah. was definitely uh, aging out <laughs> of I, Power Rangers at, by the time the Disney era came around. I'll admit, I did not watch uh, Dino Thunder. Uh, I did not watch Dino Thunder until maybe a couple of years ago. And That's that interesting. Is, and that is one that people really gush about because, well, mm-hmm. we won't go in, we won't go into it here, but people really gush about Dino Thunder. In fact, I think we're going to have our friend Kim, Kaiju Kim, Kim yep. on that on for that one. So, yep. so stay tuned for that listeners with attitude. Oh, well, uh, I, I, I feel kind of bad that we are, we're also going to have J.R. Villers from the drift space. Oh yeah. Our yeah friend he's going to come on. Yeah. For, uh, uh, SP, he'll be coming on for SPD. Yeah, SPD is going to be a lot of fun. Yep. I'm actually I'm working my way through SPD now, mm-hmm. uh, so hopefully we'll we'll have it'll be a fun discussion. I'm looking forward to talking with Jr. We might have a few uh, guests uh, come on that we haven't scheduled yet. I'd love to have Carl come back and join us at some point for a full like a mainline discussion or or, or, mm-hmm. or, some, or something uh, from our Carl uh, Carl Dutton from the audio drama. Mm-hmm. And, um, cause we really, we, the two times that we've interacted with him and his team have been really pleasant. So I'm just yes. looking forward to that. Yes. Yes. Although he's probably going to murder me on the show. So <laughs> well, I, I'm, I may murder you now if we don't wrap this up so I can go to bed. <laughs> All right. May you enjoy the classic history brought to you by Haim Saban. And may you be excited about the journey ahead and may the power protect you. Thank you for listening to The Power Trip, a podcast produced and hosted by Michael Hamilton and Nathan Marching. If you'd like to send us feedback, email us at powertrippod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, where our handle is at The Power Trip Pod, and join our official Facebook group, Power Rangers Legacy. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and other great podcasters. 
The podcast logo was designed by Rebecca Hudgens. Follow her on Instagram at super underscore r underscore illustrations. Our theme songs are from the album Power of the Grid by Neil Stenson. We also use Galaxy Quest Instrumental by Heaven Wraith from the OC Remix album Jet Force Gemini Mizar Attacks. All film and audio clips belong to their respective copyright holders and no infringement is intended or implied. The Power Trip has no association with Saban Entertainment or Hasbro. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and or Podchaser to spread the word about the show. And until next time, see ya! This podcast is part of the Kaiju Ramen Podcasting Network and is copyright 2022 Kaiju Ramen Media, LLC.